even like um, doing a podcast, I feel like I don't like telling people I do it because I feel like I'm up my own ass. Like, oh, I have opinions and people need to hear them. Yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't know. I just like doing it because it's fun to talk to people. Yeah, I don't think you should feel like that necessarily. It all it all depends on how you present it. I think. Yeah. Because like, you you could definitely be an asshole about it. Yeah. Like, you definitely. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, like, okay. if you, I guess if you go around kind of telling people that's what you do, like, and you're you know you're proud of it. Yeah. Super proud. Like the pride element of it, I think, makes it kind of yeah jerky. Okay, listen, this is the Choke Artist Podcast. You have to subscribe to it, and here's why, Max, because I don't do them every week. I do it. I was trying to do it every week, and it's like, I have a job. Yeah, it's a lot. You know? DIY isn't my job. <laughs> you know, it's it's a fun hobby, and, I, you know, we left the beginning, and I like talking to people, and it's fun, and yeah. that's it. Well, that's, that's what it should be, I think, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Anyone... I, don't, don't consider me a podcaster. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody that that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about egos before and how people have them. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't last, really. I don't know. No, because, you know, you know, eventually you're going to be old and you don't look as good, you know? <laughs> time. Time takes its toll on everybody, you know? Yeah. It's like you could be skinny and then you're fat. Or you could be like, you know, <laughs> like got lots of hair and then you're bald. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even like nothing's wrong with being fat or bald. No, everything's cool. But everybody's cool the way they are, but that's the point. It's like, you know, can't hold on to youth forever. Yeah. Yeah. Even actions don't age well sometimes. Like when I think about how I've acted in the past is like random scenarios, I'm like, oh that's gross and it makes me feel oh, terrible. Completely. Like I just felt bad about what I said just, just a second ago. <laughs> like I was like, oh I shouldn't say stuff about people being fat. Like I don't even mean that in a mean way. Like I love so many like people that are larger than life. Yeah. Know? Well no, it's on record now. So. I know, I'm fucked. <laughs> well no, you're saying though like people who carry themselves in a way where they're always gonna be perfect and the shit and yeah. like, you, know, you get old and time will fuck you up. Like, yeah, no that's kinda what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well yeah. Max is here. You're on the podcast. <laughs> and I, always my want, I think I always wanted to be on this one. That's awesome. I saw you were I, I don't I think I've only listened to maybe one that you've done, to be truthful, but yeah. But I always, you know, I always thought it'd be fun to sit down and talk to you. Like, even before we made this record together that we've been working on. Yeah. Like, um, it was like one that I definitely like had interest in doing. And I kind of always wanted to like reach out and be like, hey, I think we talked about it one time about Lake Effect maybe coming on or me coming on. So, yeah. Happy we're doing it. Yeah, totally. If you're listening and you want to be on the get, uh, be on the podcast, let me know. You know, I mean... Don't, don't be shy. I'll take anyone, as long as we're friends, or like, you know, as long as you're not going to just come on and talk about your own band for <laughs> 60 minutes, <laughs> which is okay sometimes. I guess it depends. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's like, if that's the format that you're going for, but I feel like there's already so much of that. Yeah. Know? It's, it's like, like you can always find somebody to interview your band and be like, so what got you started? What's your, what's your favorite band? Yeah. Right, name your five favorite bands <laughs> and how they influenced you. Yeah, I've literally done an interview for Marla Nisha once and it was a website and they just sent us the form. Like, all right, answer these questions. Yes, I've done interviews like that yeah. where it's just like completely like, and then like you see the, you see another band do it the next month and you're like, oh, I did that interview. Yeah. Like it's the exact same format. <laughs> like, Nothing changes. I mean, that's cool, I guess. It's like they follow whatever. It can be interesting. Like if, you, if you're interested in the band and you want to know those things. Yeah, if you're like a super fan of the band, like when I was younger, if it was like a band I really liked and I saw like any kind of interview I thought it was cool so yeah I guess it serves a purpose but I do think it makes for like bland content yeah kind of you know it's weird how I now that we're older like are there any bands you would want to like read about like that it's like it's funny though as we've gotten older I think like um the internet has matured so much with us like we really matured with the internet I feel like our specific age group like you know people who are in their late 20s 30s early to mid 30s even 40s like uh early 40s i feel like we we very much like we 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 grew with the internet and i think in that 
there's like everything's like more of an open book in a sense where there's not much I want to know because I just feel like if there is something that I do want to know, I could just Google it, yeah. you know, and then it's like, you know, find it out. And yeah. find it out. So I, I'm trying to think if there's any bands like there was definitely when I was younger, I definitely would wonder more about bands, but then it's kind of sad too because then you realize that like some of the bands you loved turned out to be like really shitty people. <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that whole element, and I think like like I said with the internet growing and and you know everybody using it you know, on such a massive scale. And I mean, this is old news. It's not like I'm saying something that's <laughs> groundbreaking. Here. And I'm like talking about the internet like it's this new thing. No, I mean, but it was. You know what I mean? Changed everything. Yeah, it changed everything, and now it's like uh, I think I think it's good in so many ways because you know the the bands and the fans are more connected now. Sure. And, and there's less of like this wall of of. Uh, Ego and it, like pretension, kind of. There's less of a pedestal, pedestal, whatever. Pedestal, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. less of that. Um, it's interesting though, because for some bands, like bands that used to be mysterious, now like my my roommate, like Cheech, always says, like you know, I Shyhalud used to be this cool mysterious band you didn't know a lot about, and there's right. like you know folklore in their music and shit, and then the, now you can like go on Twitter and see what Matt Fox is eating for breakfast. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Yeah. So it's a fine line, I guess. Like knowing one too much information, I guess it's all how you want to do it. Like people that feel like they need to constantly be connected. Yeah. I don't know. Like also, when you play a show, do you need to tell people that your music's online? Because if they really give a shit, won't they find it? Yeah, and, and isn't that like? I think it's. It's like almost obvious. Like, of course, yeah, it's, of course, it's got to be somewhere, you know. Yeah. And most bands, like, I, I, it's funny. Like, we have physical copies of our music, and a lot of the time, we we scope out the show. You know, we don't play that much these days, but like, we'll scope out the show and we'll be like, should we even bring merch in? Yeah. Because it's like for us, it's not necessarily about like sitting there trying to sell people shit. Yeah. It's just like let's just play a show, and if somebody wants the merch, they'll come up. They'll ask for it, yeah. and then and oh, what it's a two minute walk to the car to go get a shirt for somebody. Yeah. Or a CD. Totally. I just I, I just feel so like wrong sometimes about like like pushing it down people's throats, especially in a day and age where you know going back to the the way the internet is, they can just go online and buy it there, or you know. Or not buy it. I, yeah. <laughs> Though I will say the Lake Effect CDs are sick. Like well, that's Keith. Of, that's yeah. all Keith. Yeah. He's <laughs> a cool. fantastic illustrator. Yeah. Because um, each one's a different illustration, right? Right. Yeah. And then, well, we had those for a while and we were rocking those. And it got hard for Keith to, to keep doing that because yeah. the, the pace that he was doing it at to begin with was just absurd. I don't understand how he was able to draw so many different characters and different things. Like... Um, and then, you know, Sniffling Indie Kids, we pressed up the last two records on CD. Yeah. So, and, and we still have them and, I, and they look great and they're, and they're awesome, but it's just the, it's just the, the day and age we live in. It's most people aren't interested in buying a CD, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just the truth. It, you know, you can try to like find ways to be like, oh no, people still like CDs for this purpose or that purpose, but really no and, and you can tell that because new cars most of them don't even come with CD players anymore yeah. and I feel like a car is a good way of looking at like how people consume music in a way because sure. I think a lot of people listen in their car you know Yeah. that's a very private listening place for music and podcasts and media well, I was going to say the only reason someone would listen to CDs is if they can't they go on Bluetooth or an auxiliary right. or a USB port in the right. car. Yeah. And like, you have it. But you can tell which way it's moving by seeing that new cars don't have it. Like, yeah. it was like when new, and when new cars didn't have cassette decks. Anymore. Yeah. Same, same idea, you know. And then CDs get, you know, removed from the picture and now it's all Bluetooth and... Yeah. Or like an aux cord. It hasn't made up for the loss of sales from CDs, but I think it's like kind of heading in the direction where like stream revenue, I guess at some point will. I think the streaming companies are gonna, you know, they're gonna be the ones doing the best, I think, from it all. Yeah. It's kind of ironic. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, you know, like the musicians always kind of finished last in that department because the label used to take, you know, and now it's the label takes and the streaming platforms are taking. Yeah. So it's like, it's even worse, worse yeah, it's for us. Fucked. 
But now, like, the question is, do you even need a label in 2018? And, like, I still don't know the answer. I, I was saying no for a long time, but then I see bands that have labels and it helps them a lot, so... I think there's, like, some sort of, like... I don't want to use the word superficial because that's, like, that has such a negative connotation, but I think there's some sort of, um, like... We got signed. Yeah, there's some. there's still some sort of, like, weird clout that comes along with being signed to a certain label. Sure. Well, you so know, someone or, that believes in your music yeah, and that's spending yeah, money on yeah, it. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, and especially if it's a label where, you know, there's other bands that have put their music out on it and you love those bands and you feel like you're part of, um, you're part of like a line, of, like a lineage or like a, you know, like a community or sure. family. It depends, I guess, what label it is really. Yeah. And it, and it depends how invested the label is in your music, you know? Because I've seen bands, how many bands have you seen that have like gotten signed to like a major or something and then like, you don't hear anything about it, you know? It's like, it's yeah. like, so just because you get signed to a certain label, the, the label still has to care. Yeah, it's true. That's how a lot of bands broke up back in the day. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, like, you know, like this label will sign four of these bands that sound like this and none of them end up doing anything and they either get dropped or they break up. Or, yeah, you know, pressure and money and they want them on the road. And, you know, I think it's, it's like the perfect storm of things coming together at once that like breaks a band, you know? Sure. And you breaking a band is like, what, how does that even, I mean, what, do you, what does that even mean anymore too? It's, you know, cause I think the best, the best way to do it is try to do as much as you can on your own before you even involve any other people in the picture. You sure. Know? Well, because you've got to get proof to them that some people already give a shit, and that's why they should invest and help. Like, exactly. Because it's a bigger platform, like exponentially, they can like if it's a bigger label, they can pump your money for marketing and shit that I guess matters. But I'm yeah. like, too stubborn to like give a shit about it. But I think about that too, though. You're gonna owe that money back somehow. Yeah, I mean, the return is you get less money. Yeah, you know, pretty much, much less. But I remember being a kid and giving such a shit about record labels. Oh, same, like, same. It was like a big deal. Yeah. yeah, I would have record label websites and be like, oh, they're not taking submission. Like Trust Kill, which yeah. I before. <laughs> Bird Records, like all these like drive through well, records. Well, know? yeah, we should mention that you showed up to my house today and you were wearing a Hope's Fall hoodie. <laughs> I swear. And I was like, Hope's Fall, because that was like definitely a band I listened to. Yeah. But I was 15, but I listened to all the Trust Kill bands. Sure. And yeah. Ferret Records too and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. Like, so it's kind of like, yeah, like like going back to how you said, you know, like labels are so important. Labels were important. They were. Because I would fall in love with a label. Yeah. And then I would just like eat up all the music on that label. Totally. You know? Yeah. I and mean, it didn't matter who they signed. It would be like, I'd give it a listen just because. You check it out. Because you trust the Trust Kill was signing a band. <laughs> Such a fine <laughs> label. Or like, even like I was a big drive through kid when I was totally. like 12, yeah, me 13. Too. I have like one of those DVDs somewhere. No, I have like, I have like, I feel like I have like two or three of them. That's awesome. Yeah. So somewhere like in, in a box, like, yeah, you know, hiding from like any of the mean punks that might see it one day when they're over here and be like. <laughs> Lame ass. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. In fact, I thought like I thought some other bands were really good. Totally. You know. I still put on some of those albums from time to time. I mean, it bridged the gap, I think, for a lot of uh, people that were like our age, like where they felt like punk wasn't like inclusive enough for them in the sense where it was like it was like too cool or or too, you know, too, yeah. it was something that like didn't you know uh, like it felt like you had to be like part of like some exclusive club to like really sure get into it and i feel like drive through kind of made it like cool f for the normies to get into like some form of it it definitely made music accessible like that you like know alternative punkish yeah, like, yeah. You know, not radio rock not yeah. matchbox 20 right exactly and that's kind of what was going on at the time and there's a lot of the new metal so it's like if you weren't really into like that kind of shit like you know i, I mean i'll take any drive through band over puddle of mud yeah. You know what I mean? That, and then that was kind of the choice that you're like faced with in that era almost. Yes, it's true. And it was like radio still mattered back then, you know? They got their music on, on the radio. Still, yeah. You know? and, and, you know, the early days of downloading music and stuff, file sharing, but. 
Napster. Yeah, I had Napster. Napster was sick. I'll never forget downloading a POD song via dial-up. Nice. And just like (laughs) buffering 4% of listening to the first six seconds. (laughs) I feel so (laughs) Dude, it was um, the song that was in the movie Little Nicky. Because I was in like the fourth grade. I was like, that song's so sick. Remember that movie Little Nicky? Yeah, with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the, what's he, the devil's son or something? Yeah, but it was before he started playing the same Is that what it is? He's like... Or does he go to hell? I don't know. Yeah, he's like something like that. It probably doesn't hold up. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Adam Sandler movies, most of them. I think we talked about this at the studio the other the other week. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about movies from our, our uh, past, our childhood that didn't really didn't really uh, stand the test of time. Yeah. Even like music, some music from back then, not so much anymore. Well, I mean, like like I said, like. You know, back then I was, uh, you can eat chips. No, I feel no. like you should, yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of chips. I don't know, there's I mean, someone listen, that's listen. listening. If listen. Listen. Everyone listen. <laughs> oh, it's good. Crunch. It's good. <laughs> 4D podcast, now you can smell and taste the chips too. Somebody should release a podcast of them just eating chips. <laughs> and reviewing them or something. <laughs> So these are pretty good. <laughs> Sour cream and onion. Slug. Mm. Like, yeah. You just hear the spit on the mic. <laughs> oh, what did it say? All those labels we brought up were all from Jersey. Yeah. Trustkill, Ferret, Drive Through. Well, Drive Through had like a Jersey connection, right? But they were kind of California too at the same time, right? I, well, I the know guy that. Was, the guy was making people walk on his back. In, Yo, I heard it's in true. In New Jersey. I heard true. that's true. true. Yeah, so I made a status about it, which was like, was kind of intense at that time. But Somebody's going to like message me about it and be like, bro, why are you spreading lies? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dude, like, some, I'm not spreading lies. Someone, me, someone commented on it, a status I made and was like, no, I, I played in a band and the guitarist had to do it. Do you like, know how many people told me that they had to do that shit? I knew bands that were on drive-thru. They told me they had to do that shit. That's so weird. Yeah. Like, did he say it was a trust thing? I don't know. I'm not going to get... I'm not going to act sued. like I know... Well, <laughs> look, I'm not going to act like I know more about it than I actually do, because yeah. I never experienced it. Yeah. I think I only met the guy maybe one time. Yeah, but it wasn't even like... I, I didn't go to, like, his house or anything. I saw him at a show, and, like, yeah. you know, somebody said, oh, that's... Richard. Right. Drive-thru Richard. Right, yeah. and, well, he used to like give his email. He used to give like his aim and his like email and shit like out to people. I think. Yeah. So you could like he was like accessible to people, but you know, who knows why? It's you know? yeah. I mean weird. that's weird if it is. I mean if it's somebody if he's a weird like Buddhist hippie <laughs> guy and it was like it's all about trust that I want you to. It's still weird though because it's like sixteen year old boys with frosted tip haircuts. So <laughs> I think no matter how you cut it, it's like there's something kind of off there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna act like I know, it's true. I'm not gonna act like I know more about it than I than I do. But I, I, ninety nine percent, I know it's true. <laughs> Just from what people have told me, you know. Yeah. And people who I trust to, that they wouldn't lie about something like that. They have no reason to. Sure. You know? Yeah. And if you're hearing it from multiple sources, and it's and we both know about it, and yeah. we've both heard about it, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying it went any further than that, or there was any like you know yeah, anything weirder than that. Even though that's fucking weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anyway. Well, you you played in a band that was I remember like being 14, 15, going to Hamilton Street, and it would say, "Tourmaline, tourmaline, tourmaline, tourmaline." Oh, what was the label? No Milk Records. Yeah, which had like uh, the bank robbers. Yeah. Um, no Hollywood ending. I can't believe you're fucking throwing this at me right now. Yeah, I, no. Wait, this is weird. I don't think I ever told you that. No, you, you, you told me at some point. We talked about a show once. So I was like, oh, no, shit. Oh, I maybe. Seeing, okay. I remember seeing your band's name on the Hamilton show. Maybe when we, like, first did that fleeting session. Yeah. That first session we did, maybe I told you then. It was somewhere in a... I feel like I told you at a basement show. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. How was that whole experience? Because that was, like, more in the heyday. Well, Kyle was a cool guy. Um, and he ran No Milk. And I remember just being like 12 or 13 and, you know, I had an internet connection and I remember just like, I would like, like I would search mp3.com for like bands, you know, and I would search like, uh, local bands. So I'd pop in NJ, I'd search like emo and pop punk. And I think I must've been, I really must've been like 12 or 13 and I stumbled upon the bank robbers on mp3.com and I like, 
I didn't even necessarily like love their music, but I uh, I saw pictures of them and I thought they looked cool <laughs> and like and I saw them and they were like older than me and I saw they were like I saw them playing like at a sh- I saw like a, it was like a picture of them like playing like a VFW hall yeah and I and like and they just like. They looked like just like they were like they looked so cool in the picture. And there was all these their like their friends were there, and the, the show looked packed. And I was just it blew my mind because I, I I wanted so badly to to be like a guy in a band totally. or somebody in a band, you know. Like so, I saw that photo and and I listened to their music and yeah, I saw you know that there was like a a scene or something, you know, sure. or that. And I saw the late. They mentioned the label, so then I went on the label's website, which was like an Angel Fire site or something. <laughs> oh, yes, you know, <laughs> or like Geo Cities or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I got the guy's aim, Kyle, and I hit him up, and I was just like, you know, I would talk to him. I like bother him, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was like an annoying little kid, just being like, like asking all these questions. Yeah. I was very like when I was younger, when I was. You know, 12, 13, I was, I was a little pest online. Like I would find people's screen names and I would just, I would just talk to anybody. I had, I had no, now I'm so much more reserved when I'm hitting anybody up that I don't know. Yeah. But back then I just didn't. Well, cause it was more like exploring back then. And yeah. now it's just like everyone has it and it's like yeah. no one and like, yeah. I didn't even care. I just. And I would message these people all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Even so, when their away messages were up. <laughs> yeah. So then anyway, then my brother was playing in a band and then his band broke up. And then uh, we started a band together and that was Tourmaline. And when uh, we put together like our first demo, I showed it to uh, Kyle. And this is years later. So I probably started talking to Kyle on Messenger or Instant Messenger, whatever it was called, AIM. Yeah. When um, when I was like 12 and then Tourmaline started when I was like 15. So it was a couple years after I had already been talking to him. Yeah. And I had seen Socratic, which was another band yeah. that played. Uh, I've seen them play like a couple times and I met those guys and they knew Kyle and they were signed yeah. to No Milk. Also, um, Post Break Tragedy was? Yeah, yeah. Or Kick Over the Traces. Kick Over like the Traces. Rockies band. Well, they were on a different label. I know that guy too, yeah. Anthony. Um, what label was that? That was Jenko Records. Yes, okay. okay. Named okay. after the Olive Oil Company and The Godfather. No way, really? Yeah, I can't believe you're bringing up this stuff. Nobody talked. No, it's like this stuff is like forgotten. Like, it's funny because I talk to so many people and people don't even know this part of my like yeah you know when people ask me about like you know i mean this is like a different kind of podcast because we're not like you're not interviewing me it doesn't feel like that but when people you know ask me about like you know lake effect and even even the band that i was in before nobody goes this far back (laughs) hell yes and this is far back yeah so we're we're old but we also we're not super old we started young like Oh yeah, 12, 13, 14 playing well, bands. Once I realized that there was there was a scene out there and there was shows and and there were people going to shows and yeah. it was like an actual thing. It was just it took like it really like it it was intoxicating to me because totally. I I loved playing music. I loved listening to music. I loved finding new music and the fact that there were people out there that felt like that. You know, I needed that. Like I needed to find a way into that world, and I think that was. That was probably why I, I used to just message people with no fear at all because I just so badly wanted to be a participant. Totally. And it's weird because when you get older, you sort of start taking that for granted, I think. What do you mean? Like like that wonder that you have in doing it and just um, wanting to be involved. Yeah. And then you go, and then at 30, you go to a show and you're like, oh, I'm going to go home and go to bed. Yeah. You know? Everything's kind of demystified now. Yeah. It could still be exciting, but it's it's different now. Yeah, right? sure. You don't have that, like, you're not, like, 13 and, like, everyone around you looks cooler because yeah. they have skinny jeans on, yeah. like, dumb shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. then again, it's great because you're not worried about stupid shit like exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. Like so a it's lot a trade-off. Of, yeah. And a lot of that shit in the scene doesn't matter now. Like, dress no. on there. No, 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 no. It's about music. I think it's such a mishmash of, of styles and... Yeah. Uh, which is great. It's, like, so cool because it's just, like, everything is sort of fused together stylistically and even the way people dress and the way people act at shows. And yeah. It's just there's, like, less of a code of conduct, in a sense. Or not conduct because... 
you know, obviously you don't want people to be fucking assholes or yeah. racist or fucking any of that shit. But, but I, I think it's because we're more connected with, like, the internet. Because, like, back then you had to dress like a punk, so people knew you were a punk. Right, 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 right. Shit, like, so. Or I'm metal. Yeah. I was the only metal. <laughs> you see this fucking biker jacket? <laughs> Put your uniform on, your metal uniform. Yeah, like your metal uniform. No, I'm emo. Yeah. Look at my fucking sweater vest. Yeah, look at my live journal. Oh, uh, yeah. And things that I love how there's, like, different eras of emo, too. Yeah. So you got, like, sweater vest emo. Yeah, like, get up kids. <laughs> <and> <laughs> right, right, right. We're on this ring. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then you got... Then you got swoopy hair. It gets like, cringy. Yeah, like mall emo. Yeah. Yeah. Now emo is like irony, like irony emo, like sing about like, you know, being kind of crazy and depressed. And like, like the front bottoms? I don't know. Is that emo? <laughs> I've still never- I think that's emo. Here's a podcast confession. I've never listened to the front bottoms. Ever, oh shit. So I heard like one song maybe, and someone recently is actually telling me um, to listen to them and I, I want to, I don't know, I'm, just, I'm uh, stupid. You know, they're from, they're from around here. Yeah, um, they played at the Meat Locker. Yeah, we, we played with them a couple times. Like, yeah, I've only heard good things about them as people and like their band and shit. They were nice, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know them like well yeah. at all, but from when I did meet them, they were, they were nice people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that would be, if the lyrical content, if it's like all about like kind of girls, I guess, I don't know. I, it's hard to, I, whenever bands write songs about girls or like their partner, it's like, a lot of times we're like, just stop. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, ti- it's tired, I No, guess. That, that's tired, especially when you're like 40 years old or something. Yeah, well, Blink-182 is still singing those songs. I yeah. know, but, I mean, but they're making money at least. Yeah. So you give, give them a pass because that's their money. You know, they don't. They have those nice houses in Malibu. They don't want to have to give that up. Yeah. You know, I would do that too. I'd sing about a fucking dog or whatever <laughs> the fuck they sing about. Or... It's funny, the one thing I, I, (laughs) the one thing I think about now, and this is shitty of me, but one thing I think about when I see like these bands that have like these image and prestige and they're signed, I always think, I wonder how much they make a year. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good thing to think when, especially when you're like a professional working person. Yeah, because I want to know how much, how much do they survive off of? Yeah. That's a, that's a worthy question. I mean, Blink-Away 2, we know is set, but like a a mid-level band, like where are they at? Because I also want to know how it's possible. Well, like name a band. Ah, I don't know. Are we calling people out? Hurting one's feelings. Show us your fucking pastas. Whenever I do this shit, I don't know if you feel this way. Whenever I do this shit, I second guess everything I say. Okay. And then I like look back on it, like, and I'm like, should I have said that? Uh, whatever you can't like we were talking about the vocal takes you gotta just roll with it yeah yeah I mean you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but (laughs) (laughs) but no alright like a band like Hop Along like a pretty big alternative rock band that's playing two nights at the at the Asbury Lanes touring pretty full time fucking awesome band yeah like music is probably playing in Urban Outfitters or like licensed or something <laughs> yeah. that, like you know they probably make some money not, not they probably have to keep day jobs that I imagine I don't know I mean they tour and you make money and then they probably work on jobs when they're home when they're home like small jobs just yeah. to keep them just to uh keep everything moving I guess yeah but uh, I mean that's that's a good band that's, that's a, a good, good band to choose for this yeah, because not not huge where it's like right. I get you. Or like the front bottoms, even like. I think they do pretty well. For they're themselves. they're pretty big, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm just oblivious to that. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Huh. I just because I'm curious about how to get to that, like not get to that point, but like how people do it. But everyone's story is different too. There's yeah. No right. Oh, we have the word. Well, that's kind of what I was it. saying before. I think it's like a perfect storm, almost like like all these things come together and align to make it like, you know, to make it work. I guess. Yeah. And, and it's different for every band. Yeah. You know? You have to be flexible and, like, willing to, like, adapt and, like, kind of go for it. Kind of find your niche, too, I think a lot of it is. Yeah. So I think, you know, a band like the Front Bottoms, they have their fan base and they can tour and play to their fan base. and There's no other band that sounds like them. Exactly. From yeah. what I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. So, a little, so. A little bit. Yeah. Talked a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we've off. We've, we've talked about a lot. Well, yeah. So one one thing I want to say that what got me into music was I I mean like probably like fourth and fifth grade I was listening to like self deprecating alternative rock radio like yeah. lit my own. Oh yeah, hell like, yeah. yeah! It's cool to think you're stupid in a fucking such jam. Yeah. What? Victoria and I 
we talk about at our wedding having somebody playing my own worst enemy on violin. Oh my god! How would funny would that be if you're yeah. walking down the aisle? To... <laughs> I'll arrange it. Just let me know. I might arrange it for fun now and send you a video like, in a week. <laughs> That'd be really funny. But yeah, uh, so like yeah, I don't know. Eventually, I started listening to Blink because Blink blew up, right? Like all the small things was like huge. Then in sixth grade, I started listening to Green Day, and I. I knew right away, I was like, I want to start a band. I yeah. Definitely. I found a guitar in my basement, it was like my uncle's. It didn't have a neck strap, so my first ever live gig was my friend who learned brains to half a step up because they didn't know you can go to open A, we didn't understand that. Oh yeah. So it ended on F. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting down, running a clean signal through a rolling damp, and I'm just playing That's all you need. Spray painted our hair green, and that was our first show. Just played that one song. That's a banger. Yeah, we were terrible. It was like really <laughs> bad. Like, but yeah, I love that era of Green Day. Yeah, that and Dookie. Yeah, that, uh, those two records, right? It's all cool. Insomniac. Kerplunk was cool too. Yeah, well, like Dookie, they you know gets. Like they smoothed it out a little more. On they hit it. They hit it. Yeah. They no, but Kerplunk's cool though. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just interesting, like. Not that the spark is gone, because like I still love doing this, and I will. Oh, same. I don't know what else. I'm not trying to sound like a jaded, like fucking dick either by being like, you know, it's just not the same. You know? <laughs> like obviously, it's not going to be the same. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not a 13 year old fucking kid. But... Yeah. Well, because now there's bands like bands older. Like I remember when Folly broke up, they posted like. You know, people don't know, but like when we toured back in the day, there was no MapQuest or whatever. Right. And you had calling cards. You had to call a promoter, I guess, right. and book a show. I just convinced them that you were good, I guess. And granted, over the phone, I mean, granted, in that age, like people are going to shows more like randomly. Like you find a flyer and just go to a show because right. what else was there to do? Right. Now there's a million shows going on like, yeah. all the time, it feels like sometimes. So it was a different time, but it's just fucking interesting to think like you'd call and then you'd read a map. Like an, a car ch- like an explorer, and then you <laughs> go play a show. Unreal, yeah. I, I remember the first tour we did with Tourmaline, we were still using like MapQuest. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking like 2005, 2006. Totally. You know? even, even the mid-2000s was a different era in the way that it works now. And now I don't even, I haven't booked a tour in so long that I don't even know how it's even done anymore. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do it through like what, Facebook groups? Facebook that, Messenger or groups and, if you're looking yeah. for contacts. But it's stuff. Facebook pretty much, right? It's Which sucks, yeah, because it's very, Facebook's a really cool tool, but it's like, it's very easy, at least for me, to get distracted on it. Oh yeah. You have a feed, all the shit's going by, and you get notifications, like pop. Oh yeah, not to mention all the like sneaky ads that they throw in. Yeah, there's a lot going on in messages and yeah. following up with people. Yeah. Like, email was a little easier. Facebook's hard for me. like. Facebook Messenger specifically is hard for me to follow up with people. Yeah. Like I'll forget about it because it's not your main messaging app. Yeah. So like sometimes I sometimes and they send you weird messages and then that pops up as like you having one message and I'm like, no, I don't care about this. Like what is this? You yeah. Know? So I, I'm bad at getting back to people. Sorry if I haven't gotten back to <laughs> So now that you're like recording pretty actively though, do you um do you have an email address? Uh well I just use my own my yeah. name because I, I think that's just the easiest way to do it sure and because I don't have like a name for my studio yet you don't yet I don't until yet. right now right. <laughs> <laughs> well no I definitely need to come up with with a name and and all that because I'm definitely going a little more uh legit with yeah, everything so, totally yeah I mean from we just tracked like a fulling with you and it sounds great Cool. Like, yeah, so if you're looking for affordable recording, oh, this here's the plug. This is an ad now. What's up, everyone? <laughs> you're plugging me? <laughs> no, but it's cool, and I'm like, I'm happy to see you move to I'm this space. I'm glad you space. feel that way. Yeah, yeah. That's no, fun. I'm happy to see you move to this bigger space where you're going to have more resources at your hand. Yeah. And you get it because you were in a band, you know it's important to be affordable. Yeah. And you know what it's like to record bands and Definitely. stuff. So. Yeah. And that's just kind of like one one of the things that I, I, I want to do. I, I really, another thing that I'd like to try to get into is, uh, I guess, just writing songs for like, like jingles and stuff like that. Like funny things like, I don't know, I just want to take the songwriting in a direction that isn't just like uh, your typical like album indie band rock band format you know yeah like like i i do that like thing online where i ask people to like vote on a random topic yeah i don't know if you've seen that like and then i write a song about it 
try to like pump it out just like just tr- try to come up with something Push that's totally to random exactly and yeah. I look at it like it's it's kind of like an exercise you know so it's always good to challenge yourself and push your yeah. boundaries or yeah. else you get bored. I feel yeah. like it keeps me sharp. <laughs> yeah. So there's other things, you know, I, I want to figure out ways to sort of like, I guess, look outside the box of just like recording just bands and, you know, which I love doing, don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's so much more to the world of audio. Yeah. You know, there's well, so much you can more get, you can do with it. You can get work doing like uh, Foley, like sound effects. Yeah, stuff. right, exactly. Like, I mean, I'd love to get into voiceovers. That's something that I've always had an interest in. Yeah, know? I know a guy that does it yeah. in Atlanta, and he said just, he gave advice on how to do it. I'm going to fuck it up. He had a distinct voice and a good mic, but he said, you know, be punctual, be professional, put right. yourself out there. Right, yeah. Which I guess is the hard part, putting yourself out there. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is my talking voice. Well, it's like, always easy to, like, talk about shit, too. I think the hardest part is just doing it and, and the, and like kind of throwing away the fear of doing it. Yeah. Cause it's like, I feel like fear gets in the way of so many things where, well, what if I don't, what if nobody likes my demo reel and what if yeah. I never get work doing it? Well, of course you're never going to get work doing it if you never, if you don't do it at give all. Give it a shot at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, and I'm talking about myself here, like where it's just like, you know, I'm rational. I'm trying to like talk myself out of my own fear. Sure. You know? Fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough at it. I think a lot of people have that. Yeah. You know, you just convince yourself to not try something. Yeah. Oh, I've talked, you know how many things that I wish that I've done that I've talked myself out of just by, because, oh, like, I can't do that, you know? Oh, like, I suck at this. Why would I, you know? And and it's just such a shitty attitude to have because, because then you, like, you have all these, like, like, you're thinking about all these other people's expectations when you should just be thinking about like what you get out of it, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's well, that's the thing. Like do something cause you want to do it. Expect nothing in return. Right. And then you're not disappointed. Yeah. But don't do it. You know, but, but like the, that's, that's a great mentality to have, but don't not do it at all. Yeah. You know, like at and least you're right. And make sure you're proud of it. At the end. Yeah. Make sure you like it. And if you're not try again, you know, until yeah. you are proud. Of it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you don't know until you actually try to do it. You definitely know. so it's tricky all right so we're going through, we're going through the it's been all over the place yeah wait how what's our time at i usually try to do an hour if that's cool an yeah, hour's fine uh 37 minutes okay cool everyone listening knows as well because they're listening on their phone this is our 37 minute break where we tell you how long it's been <laughs> <laughs> no, our right. hour's cool i like that yeah so after tourmaline am i saying it right tourmaline tourmaline that band broke up you played in Washington Square Park, was that next? That's right, yeah. Yeah, cool. Who also was on a label, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, we worked with the label. I don't, I, it's not really like we were like on the label. They put a record out? They put a record out, yeah. That's how I usually do stuff with yeah. show artists. Did yeah. you have to sign a contract for No Milk? No, we, uh, for No Milk? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't an adult. Like, I wasn't even old <laughs> enough to sign a contract, dude. <laughs> My brother signed the contract. Yeah. I, I we signed a contract with them. Absolutely. For sure. I remember it. Yeah. A hundred percent. We signed a contract with them, but I didn't sign anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I was like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> or sixteen. Whenever, whenever I put someone's record out, if it's like if I'm not if I don't know them well enough, where I feel comfortable with doing it, then I won't do it. Like, yeah. And not like we have to be buddy buddy, but like you just have to seem like a decent person. Like, yeah. Be kind of on top of your shit enough. Yeah, the, like the we're music. Just not gonna just be like a complete like, you know, uh, you know, you're just putting all this in and they're not giving you anything back. Yeah, and I mean, I'm already ripping myself off. With that's that's what I mean. It's like you're already like that's what it's a lot of like. But see, that's what a lot of like bands don't realize. It's like you know how much like money labels pump into bands that just fail. Yeah, and it's like it's an investment. Yeah, and it's an art investment, which is fucked up. Yeah, like. <laughs> like when you have big labels and they're weighing in on your album like oh you don't really need this track yeah like I actually someone told me about Hope Soul when they released not this last full length that they put out last year but the one before Trust Kill took two tracks off the album it didn't tell them and they're like it was a, it was a concept album and they took two tra- parts like <laughs> chapters of the book out you know? that sucks yeah and that's not even a huge label but I guess they just did that where's that band from? Hope Soul North Carolina oh okay yeah probably one of my all time like favorite bands I think Damn. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. Like, I mean, put, putting out a record cost me at least fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, if it's like, a twelve, like, like an actual vinyl, if yeah, it's an LP, like, yeah, like 
And I think like, all right, if I can't do like 40 in pre-sale, I'm not going to do it. And I, there have been a few times where I bit the bullet and I was like, I'm probably not going to do that pre-sale, but I want to put this out. And I just bit the bullet. Yeah. Now I don't know if I would do that anymore. Because you do that twice, you're out three G's. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no joke. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a lot, lot of fucking money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. It's, it's tricky. And then like, you know, I offer like like physical pressing, but I don't really do marketing. Like I think that shit's gross. Yeah. So I don't know. It can get gross real fast. Yeah. I just want people to organically like it and tell their friends that they like it. Yeah. You know, but it's just hard for that. The It doesn't always happen. Well, it's know? hard to cut above the noise on social media, you know? Yeah. It's just so, it's so prevalent. Like everything is like, everybody's trying to like talk over each other. And it's just like, it's, it's a lot. It just turns into like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> you don't check out my, <laughs> I just released this new, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and like, that's how I feel when I post my own shit too. Yeah. I just feel like, my post is like, hey, put up a new, <laughs> check out my new, and that's it. You There's know? so much out there. You know what I was thinking recently? I think it'd be cool if like, you had to like audition to be on social media, like your band <laughs> did. Like there's someone who has to say like, this shit sucks. Yeah, but who's the judge of that? I don't know, because it can't be biased. Can't be Zuck. Yeah, it can't be. You I feel like he already to bad music too. <laughs> I can see him listening to like really bad music, like we, like Hanson ass. I can see him listening to like Matchbox Twenty and thinking it's like edgy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got something to say. Yeah, 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 I can so, see it. I can see it. But like, wouldn't that be like I? I used to work as a delivery driver and I went into a pizza place once and the pizza man was like, "Oh, I heard you play in a band. Like he plays in a band too." Like introducing me to the pizza guy, like the. the I don't know, the pizza apprentice, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, you're mad cool. Like, what's it called? He's like, oh, it's called this. Check us out. We're on Instagram. Add us on Twitter. Add us on Facebook. I was like, oh, where can I hear your music? So we don't have music yet. But like, add us on all these so you know. It's like, yeah, that's bizarre to me. It's like, I don't give a shit about your band then. Because yeah. we're talking, I have to. Like, no, I don't care. I hate, I hate that so much when like bands create like every account but then just don't have any music up. Yeah. It's like, why do I want to look at your fucking band campaign that says music coming soon? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like why, do I, why do I want to fucking like you on Facebook if I've never even heard you? Yeah. Isn't it about, like, what? Isn't it about your music? Yeah, that's what it should and, be about. I know, but it's, just, it's so strange that it's become like, well, we have a name, we have a Facebook, we have this, we have that, you know. Well, but we don't have any fucking recorded music. Sometimes it, sometimes it becomes a numbers game. Like, people focus on the wrong thing. Do you have yeah. to get that the phone? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, like, if, if you focus on the wrong thing, or you think, like, signed bands have, like, over 100,000 followers. Yeah. Or, like, but know, they also tour. Yeah. And when you go on tour, you meet people. Yeah. And when you meet people, they like your shit. Yeah, it's true. It's face-to-face -face interaction does, I think, have some sort of correlation on that shit. Yeah. You know? Totally. Or you buy your likes. People do. Yeah. I mean, if you have a label pumping you out through like every mainstream outlet, which I don't even know what they are because I don't watch TV or right? I don't read them. What the fuck? Like, yeah. It's like, where do people even find music? Anymore? I don't know. I, don't I feel know. so disconnected from it. You yeah. Know? I just don't even know. Yeah. Maybe that's why I feel like everything I post is just like a giant fucking like fart, <laughs> you know? Cause it's just, I, I came full circle on music reviews recently. <laughs> I used to be like, I don't fucking care what someone thinks. If they think it's good or bad, like it's, it's, if I like it, but like, I'm also older and I'm like a little more out of touch. So if there's someone whose opinion I trust, I'll like be like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So it, it is a, I guess it, it can be helpful, but I, I know a, this is a story about a band from New Jersey who will remain nameless, but the one mm, of the members. I love of, this. Yeah. <laughs> after this is done recording, I'm going to be like, who was it? <laughs> The, one of the members said to me, if you want Twitter followers, just follow a bunch of people, and when they follow you back, you unfollow them. Yeah, I mean, that's the game a lot of people play. That gets the numbers up, and this band has, like, you know, a sizable amount of followers, like yeah. maybe six to 10,000, but then you compare their interactions to, like, an interaction of a band that's smaller, yeah. and it's less. Well, see, that's the thing. you got to back it up. Like, that's a great that's a great way to get people to get the numbers up, but the numbers don't mean shit yeah. if, you're not, if there's no engagement. Yeah. So you need the numbers and you need the engagement. Totally. And you need this and that and yeah. a fucking pinata at the show that spills <laughs> fucking hundred dollar bills to the crowd <laughs> and fucking you know, yeah. back massages and all the shows. I would go. 
Okay. See, see, you like this. See, I, what band is this? I, it's my band. <laughs> Support us. <laughs> well, people think they get the number up, then they'll become a signed band, and then magically it all makes sense and it goes away. And this band actually did get signed to a big label. Oh, really? And they got on big tours. And they're not a bad band. They're not. But they got on big tours and, like, you know, they put music out. And I gotta ask oh, you who it is I'll, after this. I'll definitely tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, it's just interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't fucking hate on people for, for um, trying to figure out ways to spread their music. But when that's all they care about, you, you I don't know? I know that's spreading music. I think you're just spamming at that point. Yeah. You're just fucking sp- You're playing a numbers game. Sure yeah. Up. Well, is it, well, do they do that because they want they think, they want it to appear that they have like fans or something? Is that what the yeah, whole thing is? I think so. Because I guess if you can say it's the premise that oh well this per this band follow me so I'll follow them back and check them out. But who does that? Like mm. also, if someone follows you, you don't necessarily be interested in what they do. I don't know. Like just do your thing. You know what's funny? I like always bum people out when I like tell them like 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 I've actually told this to people that I've like worked on records with before. I'm like, don't worry so much about it. Like, 30 people are going to listen to it. <laughs> and it's just like, I know that sounds mean, but it's like, I have to give some people like an ego check where it's just like, and I've said that about my own music. Like, yeah. I, I was working with Skylar uh, Adler on like my solo album that I'm doing. Yeah. That's taken me a while to do because I'm not in a rush. I don't even, you know, I don't even care. It's just like, whenever it's done, it's done, you yeah. know? But, um, and I was telling him, like, he was like, he was like, oh, like you're going to release a single? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to release a single tomorrow. And he's like, oh, well, didn't you have like a couple mix changes you want to make? And I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I was like, nobody's going to notice yeah, that yeah. like we turned the vocals up in this one part yeah. or we added a little more like reverb to the vocal or we did this, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. I was like, nobody, like, I was like the 30 people that listen aren't going to notice. Yeah. And I'm 30 is being nice, honestly. Like, Well, no one's going to say, oh, it would have been a great song if you just bumped your vocals in yeah, that bridge. Yeah, exactly. Know? It's like it, the mix was good enough where it was like nobody's going to n- notice some sort of tiny little thing that we change, you know? Yeah. And so I try to keep people real with that shit where it's just like, dude. <laughs> Lower yeah. the bar. Lower yeah. the expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I get you want it to sound a certain way. And, sure. And I get people are very emotional and picky with their, their own art, but... Yeah, because it's like it's like your baby. You right, it, right, you know? and I can respect that as an as you know a fellow uh, artist or musician. Whatever. Sure, yeah. But there comes a time where you really gotta have that reality check where it's just like, this is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you can't like nitpick too much. Yeah, I mean we just. I'm not doing open heart surgery. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm making music. Yeah, I'm, nobody's gonna die if the reverb is <laughs> is too high. <laughs> you know, yeah. stop having a fucking shit fit. Yeah, you'll be okay. I yeah. promise. I'm sure you get a lot as an engineer. I'm sure you get a lot of wacky oh. things. Every other engineer I know and talk to, it's just it's par for the course. Yeah. I think you know yeah. to have at least one band that drove you fucking up the wall with dumb shit and, and crazy suggestions or not even suggestions, but crazy. Uh, it's funny. You, you, I, what I've seen a lot is like, uh, indecisiveness, you know? Sure. Um, maybe not a lot, but I've seen it, you know, a fair amount of, of just, uh, you know, wanting something one way, then they change it. Then they're happy with it. Then they go back and somebody says that it's like they play it for one of their friends. As soon as one person says it, you and they're really worried, yeah, exactly. And then they don't hear it the same way anymore that they did when they left, you know, when they, they left or, or it's just, it's just people like people get too in their heads about things. For sure. I mean, I, but to, to be fair, there are times where, you know, it's warranted at times. It is. And sometimes, you know, and I'll admit that sometimes, you know, when, especially starting out, you know, I wasn't, you know, I missed the mark a lot when it came to like a mix, you know, like, oh, like shit, like, you know, that doesn't, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not perfect, you know, and nobody, figure, figure out what you're doing. and nobody is, and especially early on when you're still figuring out how to do it, you know, yeah. and I've had people be so fucking rude to me before, like, especially when I was starting out, you know, and, and it's like, I'm charging you like next to nothing to yeah. do this right now. Yeah. And on top of that, I've put like hours and hours of my own time into it outside sure. of the studio. Yeah. You know, and what, what do people like just that they don't like it? Like I had one band where, where somebody 
you know, I put hours into, uh, you know, mixing their, their stuff and apparently like they just weren't happy with it. And, uh, the drums are too this, they're too loud. The snare drum is too loud. And I, you know, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like we're working together here. So like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mix it again. And I was very nice and trying to accommodate them and trying to like hear what they were, hear them out and hear what they were saying. Yeah. And they just, you know, I remember I got a message from them at three in the morning. Like, first of all, if you think you're that important that at three in the morning, I'm going to answer you back about a mix. Yeah. Like, no, no. like, I'm sorry. Just but wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, just wait. So things like that. And just, just like, just the, it's the way it's said. Like, I don't care if you think I mixed it horribly. You can tell me that, you yeah. know, or like, or not horribly, but like, you know, like say what you don't like, right. Say like, what you don't like, have some real critiques and then, and back them up in a way that's like, you know, you're not being a, a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, they just, it was the tone more than anything else. Sure. Know? And then it was me trying to like, to, they eventually apologized. That's Because cool. they realized how like, out of line their tone was. Yeah. Because again, I'm not, I'm not saving lives here. This is your fucking music that's going to be heard by your friends. <laughs> like, you're calm right. the fuck down. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Like, yeah. calm down. Yeah. If it's like, a, if you're going to like an expensive studio, then that's what I mean. Like, I, and 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 I, I called the guy out because I was like, you slept through half of the session. <laughs> if you wanted a different guitar tone, like, why would it you should have spoke up? You were sleeping while you recorded it. Yeah. And then he was like, well, there's a part that's missing, and I was like, yeah, that was the part that uh, I guess we were supposed to record while you were sleeping. <laughs> so fuck you. You gotta learn how to let shit go and go roll with it. I think that's when I was like 19. I was a huge fucking nerd. I think it's still on, but like. I used to like record and be like, oh, well, this doesn't all hit on the same down beat. It'd be like half, like a quarter of a second late. Yeah. For like the best of the worst too, which is like a punk ska core. Yeah. I mean, it's like best of the worst is different because it's like technical. It's like elements of post-hardcore metalcore kind of. So like, you right. know, chugs and shit should be like kind of tight. Locked in. And yeah. All yeah. Yeah. But like I used to be so much like that. And like now I'm, it's like, is the vibe right? Okay, right. Good. Right. Are you happy? Do you get happy when you hear it? Okay, good. Well, I mean, that style of music yields itself to that, that very like gridded type of like yeah meticulous yeah. like um because it's sound. not yeah like in this versity guys is like you know it's just more well this record is just like a straight ahead like energy fist yeah like, the whole point is just to not give a fuck yeah right that. exactly and you don't get you don't get that by shifting drum hits yeah like, exactly on every hit exactly on yeah doing a million takes of like guitars to make sure they're all locked in. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I'm glad we didn't do that. You know, a lot of the times I was shutting the click off for like parts that we didn't need it, you know? Yeah. Just kind of get that vibe of, you know, playing live. Cause I, I always feel that that works really well for like an energetic live band. kind of. Totally. Know? And that's, that's something you're good at cause you played in bands. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I prefer to make records with band. Like with, I, I prefer to make a record like that with, with, uh, bands that are like experienced in playing live. Sure. You know, if it's like a project where uh, it's just like a singer songwriter and we're like kind of building the thing up from the ground, then, you know, I love using like, you know, click tracks and I love making everything, you know, you know, feel really tight. Sure. But if it's a band, sometimes the click track can psych, psych a band out and make them feel like, like they're playing it too fast or too slow or it's not right. And sometimes the tempo shifts are what make it exciting, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it should sound like the band's playing. Yeah. You know? It all depends on the project. That's true. How That's meticulous true. you want to get, how, how, uh, yeah, you know, if you want it to sound super locked in on every beat, you know, you can do that and you got the technology to do that these yeah. days, which is nice. But yeah. It depends where you go to. I mean, yeah. you know, you could obviously do it anyway here, but we came to you because we knew like you make us sound like a band. You make it sound cool. like thank you. Yeah, we. You well, know, I'm glad that you say that. That's so cool. That, yeah, that you think of of me like that. That's nice. Well, because there's like there's, <laughs> <laughs> anytime there's tricks in um studios and it sucks life out of the music in a way. Like I think so. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, auto tune is you know one thing. Although I think T Pain uses auto tune beautifully. I think that's <laughs> like something special. And he can actually sing. You know what it is? It's like it's not so much auto tune itself. It's just it's like it's just the way that people use it. Yeah, that that can be grading or it can be used in a way that's kind of interesting and, and cool and totally. sounds all right. You yeah. know, like I, I I used to be like one of those guys that was like, Ugh, 
why does it even exist? It's so annoying. And like, yeah. literally I had like, um, I was like one of those guys that like, you put it on and I would literally turn it off. I, I couldn't even hear that. Yeah. That sound alone was just like, yeah. it was like, it meant like, like to me it was just like, in inauthentic, like sure, like I, I couldn't get past it. It was yeah. like fuck this, like anything that used that effect. I was just like not for me. Yeah, but now like I'm I'm more you know I've come around to it more and realized yeah. that like no people can use it in unique ways. It can be fun. Yeah, I think it shine a special way. Grown with my opinion on it. Yeah, know? well that was like a hot like 2008 take like yeah oh, tune you need it like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now now we see people use it like yeah. in ways that are cool or like as an effect. You know? Yeah. What what gets me still though is trigger drums. I don't know if they're ever necessary. Maybe a little bit. I feel like I hear so much less of that now, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Or if I hear it, it's it's done well to the point where you don't even notice. Yeah. I like blends. Like if, if people can pull off like blending like a, like a sample in there. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. No, that's cool. That's yeah. kind of unique. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool, and I think a lot of I think a lot of records do that. And you don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but, that's true. Um, I typically don't, honestly, because I just, I love the sound of like actual drums. And I think with compression and, and things like that, you can get consistent enough hits from like the kick and snare that you don't need to fucking drop a dumb sounding... Something over it. Yeah, yeah. like some dumb sounding sample like, bah, 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 like yeah. every snare, it's just yeah. like a gunshot. <laughs> I guess ultimately it's how you make it sound. Because I know there's records I love that have autotune and trigger drums and yeah. fuck ton of compression. Yeah. Usually if something's brick walled though, I can't listen to it. If oh, it's, it's like the overall master? All the time. Yeah, 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 I yeah, can't. Because yeah. like, all the like strumming dynamics. Yeah, and, and it sounds like shit in headphones when people do that. Yeah. Because it's just like, you turn it up to like three and it's just like, yeah. like it's just fucking so aggressive. It sucks the life out. Yeah. There's no dynamics in it. There's yeah. no breathing room. Yeah. So, you know, it, it really depends. I mean, there might be something I like that's still super compressed and I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. No, the overall like mass, like impression, like with the master is just like, people go way over when, with that shit. When you drop, something I do now, whenever I put a record out, I drop the wave in the garage band and I just look to see how it looks. How, yeah. If it's how just destroyed it is. Oh my God, damn. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta have breathing room. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, I feel like, for a while, people were just wanting to master everything as loud as fucking possible. Yeah. Again, I think, though, people, like like I said, people were moving away from the trigger drums. I think there has been, like, kind of, like, a little bit of, like, a, a like, backlash, like, like, like a backlash with that shit. Like, yeah. I've noticed, like, a lot more records that I hear, like, are going for, like, more organic, um... Which is cool. ...forms of production. And it's kind of cool, because it's, like, organic forms of production with, like, with, like, a mix of, like, new techniques too yeah it's kind of like recording is kind of like the art of recording is hitting like a really cool place i think because like you have like you have like uh you know you have like dawes like ableton where you can like you know sketch out like a whole bunch of different loops and things and then you know you can import that into logic or pro tools and continue working and you know you can do all it's just the flexibility of recording these days is just yeah. So awesome. And it is nice to see it kind of take a step back as far as me, like super polished and overproduced. And I think like a lot of like indie rock stuff has gone that way and it's neat. Yeah. Because I, I felt like in a, the late, late 2000s. Or oh, it was getting to the pinnacle of like overproduction. Everyone sounded the same mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Like everything, yeah. I kind of distinguish like records sometimes. Yeah. Like it's stupid. Well, that's like, that's what I tell a lot of younger bands too that I've like worked with where I'm just like, look what makes a what makes a record cool is that it doesn't sound exactly like the last one you know yeah. like your mistakes sometimes are are what makes your music fucking interesting and yeah. cool yeah like you're not even mistakes but you're like like the fact that you're not playing it perfect the fact that you're not singing it perfect yeah like, like liberties yeah. let's say like whatever yeah you know. exactly like because that's you you know and it's like if 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 every fucking take is is perfect and every and you you know you do a vocal until every little note is perfectly like in pitch and on time and yeah. you take out any kind of unique like individuality and like flavor that's in there. Sure. You know? Yeah. There, it just becomes a streamlined Yeah. Fart. <laughs> it can still like I mean pop music is probably always in tune and can still have soul. But for a band, I feel like Right, right, right. You know, well, I'm talking about like like live, like rock band, or yeah. indie. You know, like, yeah. Let's say for the greater umbrella of yeah. like DIY indie 
music. Yeah. Know? Some of the biggest records now are like not perfect, you know? It's like yeah. a cool effect. So any plans for uh, like more music? You're putting a solo record? Yeah, I'm doing a, I got a solo thing in the works. I already put out one single um, into the great abyss. What's the solo project called? Just called Mouse. Yeah, I, I asked because I wasn't trying to say your last name. And yeah. I saw you posted about that. But that's, I posted that because nobody does. So it's And it's funny, when I said I was asking for a friend, I was asking for me. Right? <laughs> you know, like everybody does that. Oh, I'm asking for a friend. No, you're asking for yourself. <laughs> but I was asking because everybody I talk to has a different um, answer to that question. Like how they, how when they first saw my name written out, like how do you say that? Yeah. And I didn't think it was such a strange last name because it's not long. No. Or anything. It's tricky though. But I guess it's tricky to people, yeah. yeah. It's Roush. 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 You heard it here first. Rau. Like Rau. Shh. Nice. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Mouch. Mouch. Yeah. It's a mouthful. So you do that stuff with Skyler? Uh, I did some of it by myself and some of it with him, but the majority of it like was with him. The newer Lake Effect stuff was with him too, right? Uh, the Maybe not the newest, but the one before. The one before we did entirely at his studio. Um, so yeah, so yeah, the one before the full length before Dawn Chorus, which was the last full length, we did at his studio. Yeah. Then Dawn Chorus, we did. I did. I recorded it and he mixed it. Cool. And then uh, we did an EP with him too that came out in I don't even know when that came out. Was that April? Okay. So it came out last April. Yeah. Are you, are you guys on Spotify? <laughs> we are actually. Yeah, we're on that. No, yeah. cool. I'll bump it on the drive, actually. Yeah, check it out. Uh, the, check out the. Well, if you check out the full length, I think I gave you a CD. Yeah. The last album I honestly remember had Flower Investment Pawn as the first track. Okay, that's. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's old, right? Yeah, that's old. old. That's the one we did with Skylar entirely. Okay. There's a record after that. Dawn Chorus? Yeah. Okay. And then, then there's an EP that's like just like four songs, it's like twelve minutes. Oh, something. cool! Yeah, check that one out. Yeah, on the drive, I I think you'll dig it. It's like just really quick songs. Cool. They're all like two minutes long. Yeah, that's fun. Or maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. I'll like. I it. hate to be like. I hate to be presumptuous and, and say, oh yeah, you'll dig it. No, but I'll definitely listen. I like most music as long as it's done well. You know. Okay. Yeah, I think. I mean, we did it really quick. I also like the idea of shorter songs because, like we were saying, it's easy to get up your own ass with songwriting. Well, that's the thing. We and that's the thing with this rec that record, the EP. We literally did in two days. Yeah. We went in there. We played it live. We all played in one room together. Uh, we tracked it. Well, Skylar tracked it. We played, and then the next day we just did vocals and overdubs, and that was it. Cool. And we call it like we're no in and days out. in and Bing, out. Bang, boom. Two days. Make a record. Two days. That's right. Just because you have the tools to do a million punch-ins and all kinds of shit doesn't mean you need to use them. You yeah. Know? So the the idea of it was kind of treating the computer like it was just like, you know, a reel of tape. Yeah. And it's like track. Yeah. 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 Just like do like keep the track count limited, overdub a couple things, but don't go too crazy and just try to get a good performance out of everybody at the same time. Yeah. Because you know. back in the day, if you wanted to record more than eight tracks, you'd have to bounce them all to one track. And right. It's fucking insane. I remember having like a four track when I was a kid, but... They're fun to play with. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so I got that solo thing coming out, and then uh, and Lake Effect is working on a new record too, so... Awesome. That'll probably see the light of day next year. Cool. 2019, so... Yeah. I don't yeah. think we'll ever stop doing this shit. I, I, I have no plans on it. That's yeah. the thing. Is like I don't have any plan to stop, yeah. and I and I don't care how old I am, and I don't care if nobody's fucking listening. Yeah, that's <laughs> a set low expectations. Because I love it, yeah. and it's fun to do it, and I've been in it too long to just say, oh, I, it's something I don't want to do anymore because it's part of who I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had the bug when we were young, and we're still doing it. Because what else would we do? Because I don't want new hobbies. So I, yeah, I don't want no new hobbies. Yeah. Like people say no new friends. <laughs> no new hobbies. Really though. I don't know what fucking hobby I could get into at this point. Yeah, well, I feel like people are getting, like, 30s is, like, kind of a turn of age, and, like, I, yeah. I don't know. It gets harder. It definitely gets harder the older you get to make time for shit. Absolutely. But you can still do it. You know, the only hobbies I want to get into, like, now, as, like, a 30-year-old, would be, like, jogging. Yeah, not a bad one. <laughs> Aerobics. I bought a bike recently. I ride, I ride you a bike. Know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like hobbies that are good for you. Positive ones. Positive hobbies that'll keep you alive. 
a little longer, hopefully. Because yeah. you could always, you know, get it by a bus or yeah, things like out of your control. Roll of the dice. Yeah, it's all exactly. Yeah. But you know, a little uh, you know, uh, aerobics, it's good for you. Hell yeah. Alright, I'm holding a fart. I don't want to do it in here with you. So we should wrap it up. <laughs> I gotta drive two hours to Glassboro and I'm go, gonna go to a medical marijuana dispensary before, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, if anyone has listened to more than one podcast, you may have heard the, the series arc of me for like a whole year being like, oh, I think I'm gonna get my card soon. I, gotta get <laughs> I finally got my medical marijuana card. So if you're a cop, don't tell. Don't tell the other cops. Um, thanks for doing this, Max. All right, no, thank you. I'm, I'm glad we did no, this. A lot of fun. Like I said, I always wanted to do it, so thanks, Joe. Yeah, it's a good cap to the, the recording. We might get to hang out and kick it a little, too. Also, subscribe, because I'm, I'm not guaranteed when I do do these. So the only way to know is subscribe or to see if I post about it. All right, Hell yeah. That's right. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. I'm finding joy in refined sugar. yesterday